Ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready? It's showtime, folks! Do I have everybody's attention now? We are the nation! Give me a hell yeah! Yes! What? Yes! What? Power in the inmate! Embrace the vision. We want the smoke! Everybody's got a price! For the benefit of those with flash photography. With a tear in my eye! The cream of the crop! Hey yo! You just made the list! I am the man! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Wrestle Nation, pro wrestling talk for people who talk pro wrestling. This is the official podcast of NEW, talking about all the happenings in the newest pro wrestling organization in the Pacific Northwest, as well as breaking down the world of WWE, NXT, AEW, and more. My name is Jordan Bowman, and I'm joined, as always, by Mr. As Always, the architect, the Segway Sensei? Yeah, we never really yeah, settled yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, 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 but it yeah, works. Yeah. It works. Uh, the man of a thousand nicknames, Mr. Mike Tiberius Paris. Mike, how are you doing today? Well, how, how, you, I didn't know you knew my middle name. <laughs> Tiberius, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I didn't know we reached that point in our relationship. Yes. Hello, sir. It's 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 been where... It's been where been where it's been a where. minute and a half, I suppose. Yep. Uh, yeah, I uh, we had NEW for life at the Commodore Ballroom. Yes, we did oh, uh, boy. back at the end of June. What a, oh, what a show that was! And then the next morning at about five a.m., I took a I took a jet plane. Well, it was just a regular plane, I guess. That makes it sound too fancy. I uh, took a plane to New York City and was in New York for a week and then came back uh, and brought with me uh, some great souvenirs. One that I kept personally uh, was some COVID. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't share that with wow. anybody. Yeah, that one's just for me. Very and, nice. Uh, yeah, been dealing with that for a little bit. So I know it's been a while between, uh, between episodes, but uh, we back now because, uh, you know, major things may or may not have happened in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, and funnily enough, uh, we've had a couple uh, recording dates we've had to move the goalposts on, which thankfully we did because we would Indeed. have been uh, hopelessly dated uh, recording an episode the, the day before uh, Vince McMahon retires, which we will get into in depth, obviously, uh, later on in the show. So we are, uh, yeah, we should be all caught up with things. Hopefully nothing crazy happens in the next 24 hours. Yeah, I had to I had to delete my whole bit about how Austin Theory is never going to win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yep. And then I was just going to talk ad nauseum about how Vince will never, will, he'll die on the throne. But I had to scratch all that. Yeah. So we had a there was a, a game we were gonna play uh, about that. Yeah, uh, there was some trivia. Yeah, about it's all uh, gone. you know, it's all dead. yeah, fu- future trivia, which is really strange to play because maybe you're right or wrong. Uh, but uh, yeah, there's a lot we can get into today, obviously. But uh, we'll start with the NEW segment. Mike Paris, as yes, I mentioned, NEW had its official uh, kickoff at the Commodore for NEW for Life. What an awesome show. You were there. You I were was. temporarily a guest of the broadcast team. <laughs> Not on the broadcast team, but you were in our little behind the velvet rope. And then uh, I look over and I see, I forget who it was, someone's making their entrance. And who's that sitting right next to the entrance cheering along? You! Me! You didn't even tell us you were leaving. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I went and uh, sat with a mutual friend of ours in the crowd who happened to have a free seat next to him. But yeah, I was a guest in the broadcast booth there for a little bit and uh, 
Justin was hopelessly trying to talk to me um, over the noise of the crowd, but uh, I couldn't hear a word he said. But he's so used to talking to you and your magic little headsets. I, th- I think right. that was the problem. They are magic headsets. We're about a month out of the show, but it doesn't make it any less incredible. Uh, holy shit. Yeah, great, great show. Nine awesome matches. Uh, what's some stuff that stood out for you? Ah, well, like, for starters, just... Like the 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 ambiance, the there's nothing like wrestling at the Commodore, and and NEW uh, carried that torch in such an amazing way, and and the card was uh, could have stood alone in any venue, but it, probably, and I'm sure you guys talked about this on commentary because I know you said it to me that you had to talk about talk to each other uh, much louder than usual because the crowd was hot as hell through the whole thing. Um, but yeah, some some of these matches were just incredible. And of course, topping it off with the, the TLC match with the, the women's title on the line and seeing Nicole take that uh, title back that was, of course, rightfully hers. Um, yeah, just for starters, LP, you know, big old, that titty-twisting MF-er. But of course, you know, coming back to the to the to the town that gave him all his opportunities and and putting over maybe the next generation coming out of the Pacific Northwest, uh, having a great speech there for Judas Icarus. So lots of highlight moments, but those are a couple off the top of my head. Yeah, Josh Alexander returning too to take on Adam Ryder, who's of on course. one hell of a heater uh, in NEW. That was fantastic as well. It was a great show. Cannot wait for September sixteenth to celebrate uh, the one year anniversary of. N-E-W. I mean, heck, uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this week or next week is the one-year anniversary of this very show. That sounds That's right. This started N-E-W. Well, no, Rob did and, you know, the wrestler <laughs> stuff. But the first output of things for N-E-W was the very Wrestle Nation show you're listening to right now. So uh, maybe we'll have a, a one-year anniversary spectacular what, soon enough. What Bowman's trying to say is that any success that NEW has had over the last calendar year is all due to us. I was trying to be subtle about it. But, well, you know, we might as well just put it out on Front Street. Fair, fair, fair. But, uh, yeah, September at the Commodore, starting a year-long residency at the Commodore. So that vibe uh, at NEW for life, that's going to be a monthly thing, man. Yeah, yeah. And and I look forward to that. That's going to be such an added element to to the the, the storied uh, career, if you will, of NEW as it stands. Um, because, like, we're going to be able to have probably a lot of the same crowd in, in, in there every time for these regular Commodore shows. We're going to be able to, to really see stories and rivalries and all that great stuff that you come to love for wrestling and, and get some real kind of characters built and and uh, and people you love to see, people you love to hate, and really, really enjoy what uh, this local talent has to offer. And then what we got, we got Chun coming in, we got uh, Davey Richards coming in. Like this is, this is, uh, this is going to be the place to be for this show. Yeah, but before we take it indoors to the Commodore again, we're going outdoors. August twentieth, Saturday at Nat Bailey Stadium. It's br- base brawl. Is that what we're calling it? Base brawl. Base Take brawl. Hell to yeah. the brawl game. Yeah. And any variation of that. Uh, that <laughs> is going to be an absolutely incredible show. I cannot wait for the show at Nat Bailey Stadium, man. Uh, that stadium, obviously, such a iconic summer location in the lower mainland. I mean, what's a summer without going to the Nat to catch a ball game, right? And just level it up. By having some wrestling there, what what like there hot dogs, has, yeah, beer, not, yeah, wrestling. There's not been a single time, not once. I've been sitting there watching a Vancouver Canadiens game at Nat Bailey Stadium in my life. Not one time where I s- didn't say to myself, "I guess you're go for some wrestling right now." <laughs> there you and go. I get it. I'm and it's get gonna it. happen. Nat Bailey Stadium, Base Brawl, NEW8, and the card. Uh, oh, it looks like a bit of a banger, sir. Yeah, yeah. Now, I heard you talking about this on uh, a certain other podcast you have that shall not be named with a certain other... Uh, You're going to have to uh, narrow it down. <laughs> with a certain other uh, for- former slash present slash co-host of this show. Well, he's uh, the scoops. 
it, and uh, he was Evan Rivers in the main event. This could not be good for Mr. Wyatt Arndt and his opinions on Evan Rivers. Evan Rivers has a real chance here to 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 get the title. I feel like Wyatt right now, we don't know specifically why he's not here. Every time I'm hey, we're at Wrestle Nation, I'm getting scoops. I think right now he is out there trying to find some sort of skeletons in Evan Rivers' closet. Mm. Something to like psychologically wage war on him so that he's, he's not in the main event anymore. Because I can tell you right now, main event Evan Rivers is not rubbing Wyatt the right way. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine it would be, but... Uh, I'm psyched, though. Uh, yes. Yes. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah. We've been putting over Evan Rivers for a long time, and now he's in the in you know one of the hottest shows of the summer, but probably literally and figuratively one of the yeah. hottest shows of the summer, and he's in the main event and got a real shot, and albeit the odds are against him. We've got the, the entire Wiseman on the other side of the ring uh, protecting that title and Travis Williams, but... Uh, you know he's he's maybe got some people on his side who can who can help him, and but of course they might have their their selfish um, intentions. So it could be interesting to see because why it's an eight man elimination tag, right? That's right. Yeah, the wise it, men versus tag. Yeah, elimination. Yeah, Elliot yeah. Tyler and Judas Icarus. So boom, there's the strays right there. Yep. he's got a legitimate NEW tag team on his side. He also has Coco Flash. Uh, one half of the Illa tribe, another tag team specialist. Evan Rivers is sorry. Main event Evan Rivers is going to be fine. Yeah, like and and maybe the the tag team specialties of his of of his partners, if you will, are are might get in the way. And maybe Evan Rivers is the one who can come out on top, knowing that uh, knowing how to work on his own a little bit better. So yeah, well, there's your, only yeah, one way to main- tell. Main event, uh, kicking us off, will be Adam Ryder versus Michael Richard Blaze from uh, from Calgary. A lot of the talent that's come over from there, uh, specifically Zoe Sager, has been trained by him. So making his NEW debut, it'll be great to see him. Uh, Zoe Sager coming back, always awesome to see her here. Uh, she's going up against Liza Hall. Uh, Alan Jepsen versus Malik Mello and Parm Singh Man. That's, Parm a, that's a triple threat. Sure is. Two two giant boys and Parm. And Parm. Uh, I hope Parm can make it out alive. That's we've right. Got, we've got a baseball enthusiast in a in a baseball stadium here, so he's my favorite in that in, in that instance. Environment alone, yes. smart money's on Jepson. Exactly. Yep. Cat uh, Power versus Izzy McQueen. Nice. State of emergency versus the Voros twins. That's gonna be that's gonna be great, man. State of Emergency had a pretty uh, pretty great match with Bollywood Boys mm-hmm. at uh, NEW four at the Commodore, which is really unfortunate. It didn't get a didn't get a clean finish there with Christopher Cassidy throwing freedom powder, freedom in powder. The eyes. That's what it's called, right? Is it okay? I sure. Don't know. Yeah, I've heard is that, that like how after nine eleven, like they changed the name of French fries to freedom fries? Oh, I certainly hope not. <laughs> Was it previously called French powder? I'm going to throw this in your eyes. Uh, yeah, it was. that was a great match, and it was unfortunate because I really wanted to see who was going to come out on top. But, uh, yeah, disqualification, thanks to Christopher Cassidy. Uh, they got Tara Zepp as well on the state of emergency in their, in their squad. So, I don't know, man. Can anything stop them right now? I, I got to say, like, I've seen Cassidy interfere in matches previously and be a little bit more slick with it than he was that night at the Commodore. He was like he pretty sloppy. Caught. Pretty sloppy. It's like he wanted to get caught. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that. Maybe was it Colton G in that uh, ref in that match? Maybe he's just a little bit more uh observant than any previous referee that uh that Cassidy has encountered. But perhaps yeah. there's no way Tara Zep gets caught going in there. No. She's no way. She's too she's sleek. sleek. She sneaks right in Salt powder in the eyes, whatever, and then she's right out of there before you even know anything. Well, then they should they should have changed roles in this instance because Cassidy got caught immediately. Immediately, yeah, immediately. So, so out of form for him. <laughs> Speaking of Colton, Colton G, the referee, he, he in a, in a in what was a, a brutal match between uh, Mr. Ferguson and and Elliot Tyler. Um, Colton G got his hand slapped onto the mat during the pinfall and took a took a piece of glass to the hand pretty rough uh, uh, <laughs> poor guy 
trooper. Being a referee is not all, uh, you know, not all all safety. It's, you know, it's you're dangerous not always, out there. Yeah, it's dangerous. You're right in the thick of things. Yeah, and your strength levels are like one eighth, one tenth of anybody else. Where if somebody runs into you, you're down for, for quite some time. Yeah. What are you saying about the referees? You think no, you don't no, think they're no, no, no. you don't think they're strong? Moving on. They can hold their own. Eli Surge uh, going up against Sharif Morrow and Alex Plexus. Plexus getting back in the ring. Our general manager. Interesting. Seems a little on the bias side, albeit Plexus has has threatened returning previously. Um, yeah. So ho- hopefully he. I, I'm worried though. If he makes it into the ring, you know maybe the maybe that ref is going to be in his pocket a little bit. Perhaps. Wouldn't surprise me. Heavy metals taking on Bishop. Ah oh, man, Bishop. I'm a big bishop guy. You a bishop guy? You should be. <laughs> if, if you're only, not, I'm if only the people could have seen the anger in your face just there. If you're not, I'm gonna tell them. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Then yes, I am. Bishop Mike Paris isn't one of your guys. Get him. I'm a guy. I'm a guy. I'm I got a bishop, a bishop uh, Beast Van T-shirt. Great merch. That yes. Beast Van shirt. Yes. And also, I'm not just putting over the the company's T-shirts. It's very soft. <laughs> I wear it all the time. Delightfully soft. Uh, Kid Bandit taking on Jackie Lee. Kid Bandit making their uh, debut with NEW as well. Very exciting debut. We've been looking forward to for a while. Yeah, upsetting that uh, you know we didn't get the the Pride Weekend show, but uh, Kid Bandit coming in uh, coming in this time, and, and they're gonna make a they're gonna make a scene. Um, I saw I saw a clip uh, recently of of uh, Kid Bandit getting a chair thrown at their head and it was it was uh it didn't look pleasant so, so hopefully kid bandit is uh in top form by the by the time they meet up with uh with jackie we got nicole matthews versus bambi hall bambi turned on her sister god ah How, heartbreaking what, man what is liza this? had it liza had it but cat got it so we're happy for cat Yes, that's the same. We could be, be two things. We yes. could be sad for someone and happy for someone based on the same result. Yes, but Bambi is the bad guy in both of these situations. Yeah, so you can also be angry with someone. Yeah, Bambi Hall, that you. That that's she's the winner. So Nicole Matthews versus Bambi Hall versus Taryn from Accounting. Feels like it's been a while since we've seen TFA. Yeah, well, uh, I guess the Poco show was the last time. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, I, I oh man. I can't imagine <sighs> Bambi's not coming out of this feud with her, this family feud, if you will, uh, easily. So um, hmm, I'd be I'd be watching over her shoulder at Nat Bailey if I were her, in case uh, Liza has something to say about the result of this match, and vice versa. Well, Liza's going to stretch her at some point for sure. That's going to be very, very, very satisfying. And then, uh, yeah, at the time this episode airs, tickets for the NEW. Uh, One-year anniversary show, September 16th, should be available. I believe they'll be on Ticketmaster. Regardless, any ticket inquiries or needs, go over to nationextremewrestling.com, and you will be directed to how to get tickets to see our shows and see some great local, independent, professional wrestling. Yes. Otherwise, you can catch Bowman and, and Justin Morissette hitting the commentary for you. That's right. And we all, you, all, we, the, all the aforementioned matches from the Commodore, I believe, are, are all posted now. So yep. check it out. Yeah. I was like, after that Adam Ryder, Josh Alexander match, I was exhausted. I don't know about you, crowd, but uh, yeah, I was I was super, super just tired. That was a excellent match. Yeah. Very, very fast paced, super dramatic. And afterwards, I was just like out of breath. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then, oh, we got eight other matches to go. So these are entertaining nights out, folks. So, uh, yeah, hit up uh, nationextremewrestling.com, grab some tickets. You know what? Grab some merch while you're there. I said the, the Beast Van shirts are very soft. So, get you heard those. it here, folks. That's right. Shirts are uh, soft, trading cards are tradable, et cetera. We will there. talk. We will talk more NEW as we get closer to base brawl. Wow, what a fucking great name! Uh, but uh, for now, Paris, I feel we should uh, get in the wide world of wrestling and discuss a few little uh, little news news tidbits that happen. We couldn't have possibly missed anything. All right. So. 
So I'm I'm wondering here. I sit here mm, in wonderment. I, I can do read we your mind. start with AEW as we usually do. We go alphabetically, uh, and sometimes we go in terms of quality, which means AEW is almost always leading off. Or do we go with the single biggest seismic change in professional wrestling? I'm not gonna say history because uh, the end of the Monday Night Wars I'd probably put above that, but uh, just coming underneath that. Uh, should we should we start with that? Do you figure? Sure. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Let's give it. Let's give. Let's make it. Let's make history in this episode. Yep. Where out of the three promotions that we cover on a regular basis, we talk about AEW the least today. I think kinda. Yeah. I, I mean, I got I about forty direction. minutes on uh, on uh, Billy Gunn's Adult Sons versus right. the Acclaimed. Yes, that uh, is. A, we've got a lot a to catch up on there. there. Yeah. Sis- the, the Scissor Me Daddy O Saga. <laughs> uh, no, we'll talk WWE first, and, uh, holy shit, it happened. It, uh, it did. Yeah. Sexual, no. uh, sexual assault allegations and payoffs, and, yeah. uh, now it's coming out that, uh, some of those payoffs maybe weren't reported properly, so, right. uh, yeah, that'll, that'll do you. Yeah, so, yeah, no, like, I'm sure, I, we don't have to educate anyone who's listening to this on the details of this story, but... Yeah, so, like, all these allegations come out, which, is anyone doubting the validity of them? Like, I think legally we have to say they're allegations, because he hasn't, you know, been proven uh, guilty of such, but, like... Thank you, Paris, thank you for... (laughs) Because, like, if we get sued, like, Cassidy's our lawyer, so... Right, yeah. Yeah. Just throws powder in the other guy's eyes, (laughs) the WWE lawyer's eyes. Um, Yeah, so, but, like... A historic dirtbag in Vince McMahon. Is anyone doubting anything that uh, the accusers have said? Uh, no. So, and then you've got all these those money involved. John Laurinaitis is involved. Like, uh, and now, like you say, today this this stuff comes out about how it's. And now WWE is a publicly traded company. If you're oh yeah, you're defrauding funds from a publicly traded company. Yeah, that's that's a felony. <laughs> so sure is. Yeah, so I this guess, is kind of escalated. Allegedly, Cassidy help. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I guess it is. Uh, yeah, this this is wild, man. Like I never I never thought. I think we all thought he'd die at the wheel. Yep. Uh, Grim as that may sound, but I think we're all thinking it. Literally um, taking the company I, with him off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. I would fuck. Well, he was he's trying his damnedest the last you know decade or so. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be right tickled. I'd say if it, I <laughs> open up Twitter tomorrow, it's like, did you know that Vince possibly covered up Jimmy Snuka's murder? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, here's another thing about Vince. Like, yeah. We we know yeah. we've we've kind of always known, right? Uh, allegedly, supposedly, but uh, yeah, I there's a lot of mixed feelings. I think not really. I mean, I'm I'm overjoyed. Believe me, I think I said to you a post on Twitter that nothing makes me happier right now that the company with the longest history, the most reach, and the most money, and an incredible amount of talent is no longer being run by the whims of what a 70-plus-year-old man thinks is funny. Yeah. Like, the Raw was tonight, the first Raw of the Triple H era in Madison Square Garden and stuff, and I don't know what I was expecting, but I was hoping they would just basically have, like, a table, and then, like, wrestlers just walk up to the table and just undo Vince McMahon bullshit. For instance, like, Chad Gable's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm actually Kurt Angle's son. So, it's me, not Jason <laughs> Jordan. Uh, Shorty G never existed. Shorty G, that yeah, that that never happened. Um, oh, careful! Oh, my we, Apple Watch we, we is we being, have summoned Siri, being super helpful. <laughs> uh, what else? Yeah, fucking Butch comes out. It's like, oh yeah, my name's Pete Dunn. <laughs> okay, cool. Right on. P- pretty cool name as it is. Yeah, that's a pretty. Doesn't that's a changing? damn good name. Yeah, Johnny Gargano. I'm here also now still. <laughs> Oh, cool. Now, All right. Still. Okay. Yeah. Now, okay. So that, uh, that raises their, the question. They get their full names back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Biggie Langston. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, uh, do you predict any sort of seismic change? Uh, not really. Well, like, 
the story came out when Vince retired, and then apparently Brock left SmackDown. Yeah. Something akin to the fact, like, well, if he's gone, I'm gone, which I'm not surprised at all. But then he showed uh, up on SmackDown. But then he showed up on later. SmackDown and half hour later and, and all that sort of stuff. Cool. I don't think you're going to see anything, like, now. Like, I was looking forward to watching a bit of Raw tonight to see, ooh, what's Triple H going to do? Um, but, uh, no, they're not going to change anything. What is Summer that Slam- voice? What is, is that Lemmy? Is that Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> it might be. It might be Lemmy and Randy Savage combined. Like I guess Lemmy makes sense. Because you know? Triple H, yeah. Time, time to play the game, etc. Uh, evolution <laughs> is a mystery. <laughs> Kurt Angle's son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Lemmy's um, also dead, so there's that. Oh damn it! Okay, uh, they're not gonna completely shake things up. SummerSlam's like five days from now, or six days from now, or whatever. Five days. It's on Saturday. SummerSlam in July just seems weird. I don't like it. I'll go so far as to say I hate it um, for no reason in particular. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, coming out of SummerSlam and the SummerSlam itself, I feel, are very interesting. Like, I couldn't give a shit about SummerSlam. To be perfectly honest, I was well, I was going to watch it, obviously, but uh, don't really care. I wasn't. Canceled my subscription. Now, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't have it. So. Well, I haven't seen I haven't seen a WWE pay per view in quite a while. I think since Mania yeah. was the last one that I watched. Uh, but it's SummerSlam. Oh, okay. But like the card is super underwhelming. When they're yep. running it back with Brock and Roman again, I'm like, ah, oh, God, ah, oh, gross. Cody Rhodes is injured. We're doing uh, Street Profits and the Usos again. Like there's, I say, there's nothing on the card that seems appealing to me. Uh, but this now, I'm intrigued because maybe whatever they had planned before coming out of the show they can maybe shuffle up a little bit who knows yeah but like i feel like aside from wrestlemania i you know SummerSlam is is a season finale yes uh, if you will so like i don't think we're gonna see anything at well maybe the start of something new at SummerSlam. sure but like yeah i still think the underwhelming card is going to be underwhelming and the show is going to be not good um Logan yeah, Paul versus The Miz uh, is inclined to disagree with you, sir. Well, well, do you know what? Of the entire card, that's probably the match I'm most interested in watching. So, Dude, look, even look back at WrestleMania. Like, what were your big matches? Austin versus Kevin Owens was great. Yep. Logan Paul did really fucking good. Sami Zayn and, and then, Giant Oxo. Uh, Sami Zayn and the Jackass <laughs> match. Yeah. It's great shit. I got, I got together with my old boss uh, last week. And, you know, he's kind of dipping a toe into AEW. He's a big wrestling fan from the Attitude Era and, like, occasionally checks in and stuff. He, that was the one match from watching WrestleMania after being a bit of a Laps fan. That was his favorite thing. And that's all he wanted to talk to me about was that WrestleMania match. The Jackass match? The Jackass match. Dude, when the giant hand came out. Yeah, that was the best. That's that's (laughs) art, man. That's good, good, good stuff. But, uh, yeah, I mean, August 12th. Uh, WrestleMania tickets go on sale for next year. It's mm-hmm. in Hollywood. It's in California. I believe it's SoFi Stadium. Uh, yep. I wanted to rally you and uh, and why it aren't the stanchion. Maybe go on a little uh, little tripsy whipsy to go to Mania. We've never been to Mania before, and I would have half dreaded. I'd be excited about Mania, but also like uh, this is the first non Vince McMania, and uh, mm. I don't know. I feel like that's gonna be a good show. Yeah, Triple H is kind of creative now. Once again, I'm not, I'm not sold. Like, I just don't think that there's enough momentum in the opposite direction to for anything to be drastically different. And I think like Stephanie still respects her father, right? For whatever dumb reason, so she, she, he's probably in her ear whether he's uh, there or not. So I, you know, I just don't. And she's very like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, toe the company line, like, yep. face of the company, publicly traded company, all this kind of stuff that... Now, albeit they have changed to a, to a TV-14 or a 14, 14A uh, rating here. Um, <laughs> We're all so patiently there's... awaiting another live sex celebration. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll give you three weeks, but there better be one. We're gonna we're gonna say shit now, twice. Oh. Um, yeah, but I, other than that, like, I, now my question is what, like, what, like, are we going to get a NXT 3.0 now, now that Triple H is back at the helm? Like, does that change back to how it was previously, or do they leave that the way it is? Because that feels like a sinking ship, so to speak. Oh, uh, yeah. So, 
maybe I'm wrong. I haven't watched the product in a long time. Didn't watch their last uh, premium live event. So maybe I'm wrong about NXT, but if I'm not watching it, it's probably not good. But there's got to be hope. I mean, I know it's not as far swinging in the other direction as maybe you would uh, you would want. But who knows? There's still probably some restructuring. Maybe uh, Heyman finds himself in a position of some sort of sway, although are him and, him and Steph still hate each other? I, I, don't, I don't know. That's a long time, long famous feud. Uh, at the very least, we're probably finished with Kevin Dunn, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty great. Now, here's an idea. Just throwing it out there. There's a guy out there uh, who uh, started uh, one of the biggest wrestling companies in the world r- relatively recently, um, and he hurt his pectorals uh, recently and can't be in the ring. Is uh, Cody Rhodes going to get recruited for, for creative? Oh. Mm. Well, he's uh, like, on the shelf anyway. These You may hear some of what we're pausing and go, oh, that's a terrible idea. Oh, Paul Hammond, blah, 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 blah. Anything is better. Yeah. Anything is better than what we've had to, I guess, not watch, or, you know, watch from a distance over the fence in, in AEW land uh, for the last little bit. Like there's there's hope and some optimism there. So a lot of what kind of came out, a lot of people were dancing on Vince's, uh, his career's grave uh, last week. And there was a lot of people jumping, this guy created the company that you love. Blah, blah, blah. Would you say... That Vince has di- done more bad or good for WWE itself, all in. Like, how many good years were there versus how many absolutely downtrodden shit years have there been? Uh, but I don't know if it's. I guess you could. One may argue that anything good, bad, or indifferent that happens to this company is as a result of Vince McMahon, but you, there are extenuating factors in, in all these kind of things, but yeah. Did he elevate professional wrestling? Did he bring, you know, WrestleMania to life? Yes. All these things. Attitude era won the, won the Monday night wars eventually, you know, bought WCW, all those kind of legendary (laughs) moments. I thought you were going to say what? Won the ECW title. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All these things, yes. Yeah. He has a storied career. Um, but I think the the whole problem with Vince throughout his entire career up until literally this last moment has been knowing when to step away. Yeah. And knowing when to, to let go of the reins, so to speak. Um, and he's just never been good at that. And there are smarter people, more current people, um, and people who he has in his pocket, literally, that he could have given the reins up to earlier. And, and it took these events to kind of force his hand in that way, which, yeah. like, kind of, you know, that that's the shitty part. That was his shitty decision-making, was not knowing when to, to kind of step away from the company and allow others to to take over or to take the control of the creative or to have, to be able to listen to other voices like i i i don't so much anymore but i used to listen to we watch wrestling uh podcast which is uh, one of the hosts is matt mccarthy who's a comedian who was a writer uh for wwe kind of in the late aughts and he would he tells horror stories of being like we would be working on this you know story with daniel bryan whatever it was for weeks and then we'd show up to tv and it'd be five minutes to the show and he'd scrap it all and tell us to go in a totally different direction. It's like, you just have to do it. And and I think what's good about this change of, of leadership is the, I think it is going to be more by committee. Like, I think yeah. people are going to listen to each other. And, yes. and that includes so many of the voices that have never existed under a Vince realm. I'm talking women, people of color, like all these different, uh, you know, voices that were never really heard in a positive light in, in, uh, in WWE. And maybe there's things to talk about in regards to labor relations and, and like things like that, that Vince would always shut down. And, you know, there's, there's opportunities there for them to actually improve themselves as a company. Um, not just from a creative standpoint. So I went on a bit of a rant there. But. No, it's all good. How long ago was it where the four of them 
four of those assholes stood in that ring and said, Things are going to change. Mm, we're going to yeah. listen to the fans. And we're going to, it was just more bullshit. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, but it's more like Vince led bullshit. He was always the guy with the final say and he'd always go with the fart joke. Right? <laughs> right? Always go with the big dude who's not super mobile, can't really wrestle, right? Just stuck in that uh, in that mentality. But yeah, I vividly remember the four of them, Vince, Shane, Hunter, and uh, and Stephanie McMahon, we're going to listen to you now. Yeah. Famously, Vince McMahon, that you don't like what you like, you like what I tell you to like, and you could say that was a storyline thing for him to say, but nah, he's got to feel that way. Yeah, exactly. But like with the Rosie O'Donnells versus Donald Trump. So remember that fucking Nuggets versus uh, Lakers tag match mm-hmm. they had because the Nuggets double booked their stadium and he was mad about it and he made fun of the guy's middle name was Enos and all that stuff. <laughs> he had the fucking dude with the bad wig and it was like, pretty funny. The, but... Fuck the what was it? Lashley's sisters. The this is your lives. Like oh, yeah. Vince McMahon's yeah. creative output in that company. He's essentially the Simpsons, right? You talk about the Hulkamania era and stuff, which I was a little bit too young for. I, I yep. when I first got into it, I was like six years old or whatever. But the Hulkamania era. And then the new gen era, which again I still very much watch, but I think we can all agree was a bit of a disaster. And then the attitude era, I'll give you a little post attitude, ruthless aggression era. There was some good stuff sure. in and around there. Yeah, a couple good years, maybe the summer of 2011 was interesting stuff and all that. But like aside from that, it's just been around forever. Like how many episodes, how many seasons of The Simpsons? Without looking it up, how many do you think there are? 25. That's adorable. Uh, <laughs> I think there are... I think it's 34. Wow. Yeah, they're currently... Uh, yeah, September 25th, 2022. Season 34, episode 1 airs. I was curious about this recently, so I went like, what's the last season of The Symptoms... Uh, season of The Simpsons that I remember watching. I remember watching the episodes when they were on TV or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, 12. Wow. There is I think pretty I'm more much that, double yeah. the amount of actual Simpsons that I haven't seen than there is that I actually have. Hmm. And 12 is pretty generous because it wasn't super great at that point. But WWE is always going to succeed despite itself. And it was always going to with Vince McMahon. But, I mean, when's the last time they absolutely just nailed something out of the park and there was a a monorail episode on WWE? (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's funny, too, because I was watching the Stonecutters episode. That's a great episode. And and it looked so old. And I was like, this feels like more like salient to me like this feels recent yeah. to me anyway I yeah won't go on a on a simpsons tangent well, here but in the wide gamut of his creative output there has been way more uh bad well storylines bad damage and shit than there has been the good and you referenced 2011 a bit there but i think that kind of era and and also more recent examples um were moments where his hand was forced it was begrudging. Yes, these weren't what Vince we got. decisions uh, to push CM Punk, to push to put the title on Daniel Bryan, to like like Zach all Ryder. these all the, Zach Ryder, like all these kind of examples of uh, or the the give Divas a chance uh, movement, all that kind of stuff. Like this wasn't Vince saying I'm going to make this smart decision and go do this. This was Vince going, Jesus Christ, I I need to get these people to shut the fuck up, so I better change something. And even your previous example of, oh, we're going to listen to you now. It's like, well, yeah, but like, you're not smart enough to come up with this shit on your own. You needed the internet wrestling community to push you in directions on so many different situations. And, and, and then immediately in some of these examples, as soon as, as the, the heat, if you will, or as soon as the talk diminished, he backtracked, he, he redconned, and it's like all these kind of different things where he erased anything that was good uh, about it. And, 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 and so, yeah, like there have been good things over the more recent, more senile years of Vince McMahon, but I don't think a lot of them were decisions made directly by Vince McMahon. Yeah, I know this isn't really great for podcasting or anything, but I'm just going to take a 
quick second of silence here while I think about Kofi Kingston winning the title at WrestleMania and then uh, Brock Lesnar beating him in like eight seconds uh, that November. So just give me a second here. All right, cool. I'm, I'm, great, I'm back. Great here. example. <laughs> yeah. Great example. Or, okay. The I'm moment take they it, get I'm... Brock back on the payroll, they have to have a huge show for Fox yep. on their debut. Yeah. Uh, oh, we don't care anymore. We don't yeah. care about what you wanted as fans anymore. You don't like what you like. And also, at that point, it wasn't like Kofi remained in the picture. Like, he was, no, he was taken he was, out he was entirely. Done. He was done. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take another second here and just think about uh, The Fiend, maybe one of the hottest uh, hottest new characters they've had in wrestling in a long time. Yep. Capturing the imaginations of folks. Justin Morissette and I sat right next to each other in uh, Toronto watching The Fiend debut at SummerSlam. And uh, I'm going to take a second and just remember, not just that Hell in the Cell uh, disqualification or double K, whatever the fuck that was. <laughs> I'm going to think about The Fiend uh, losing the title to Goldberg right in Saudi Arabia or Australia or whatever the hell it was. So I'm going to take a second and... All right, yeah, back in. Like nope, again, I, all these these Vince things, which is and decisions it, based in greed and in in money and like the even the entire premise of the the Saudi Arabia show is like, yeah, I get it. Like, yes, money is a huge factor, and especially the biggest, with the, the hits biggest. the hits they must have taken uh, from COVID. Like having that huge deal with Fox and having the big deal with Saudi Arabia and so on and so forth kept them afloat, but. At, like at the same time, like I don't know what the negotiations are, but like giving like that example of Goldberg taking the title from the Fiend, come on, like Goldberg be, taking the title from Kevin Owens, like uh. these are like these are just just silly in the moment decisions that didn't make sense. And I'm like I'm you know I'm I'm a noted uh, Brock Lesnar denier uh, sure on this are. podcast. You're but, more of a Lashleyman. <laughs> oh God, uh, but like. At least then, I feel like the character is well-established enough and built well enough that him coming back and kicking the shit out of someone and get taking the title is is kind of okay in my books. In regard, Even though I don't like yes, him as a wrestler, I'm okay always with believability it. and authenticity Fucking with Brock Goldberg Lesnar. Always. has no credibility. So, so, like, why... Like, he's just a legend, quote-unquote, who can still kind of go in the ring, kind of. Oh, that, uh, let's let's walk that back, I think. We can, <laughs> just, we I don't can know, I sort think of, he can go, but he can, yeah. he can move physically. Well, whatever you did say didn't sit right with me. I need to jump and we need to take it down a scope. But, like, he just has no, like... I just don't buy it in the same way. And anyway, we could talk about this forever, but, like, just all these things that went wrong, um, I, I hope that this like i said i hope i hope this is new decision making by by committee um and not uh like I, even the ceo ship is is co-held right now right between netcon and and stephanie so you know there's there's more people involved and, th- and that's that can only be a good thing in 90 percent of situations nick con what a couple years he's had just <laughs> yeah. trimming them off the top I wonder if he happened to find something out about Vince that was brought to light. Well, when Vince stepped down from uh, being the CEO or whatever the heck it was, the first domino that fell. Everyone's but like, I'm oh, still there's taking gonna be, creative, brother. There's I'm, yeah, there's going to be, ooh, more of this is probably coming out. And then, like, cause look at it. A month or two ago, Stephanie had stepped away. She was gone. Yeah. Triple H was gone. Like yeah. everybody within except for like his inner circle was pretty much, you know, distancing themselves from everything. And then now all this stuff starts to come to light and it's just uh, a nice old swap. And I'm optimistic. I, I really hope because sometimes on this show, and by sometimes I mean most of the time, but it's not our fault. Uh we dog WWE. Yeah. Uh, we talk about things that they do that we don't necessarily like. Uh, we try to give credit where it's due. They do some things, you know, well. Uh, but uh, I'm just, I've always, I always want them to do well. I would love, how great would it be, sir? Two great wrestling promotions and programs happening during the week, right? Stars jumping time, from one to yes. the other. <laughs> I, I know. Stars <laughs> jumping from one to the other. Wardlow showing up in WWE. Like, that's the thing as well. You're looking at AEW and people that, I'm not going to say ran from Vince's WWE, yep. but 
people who maybe would have avoided Vince's WWE, maybe some contracts come up, and you know what? Sounds pretty good over there. Triple H did a good job with NXT. Knows how to push smaller talent in a captivating way. Yeah, I, I. Well, let me ask you this: like, what, what would? Because right now you're not watching the weekly product, unless no. for some specific purpose. You are not. You said you haven't watched a, a premium live event in in a, several months. So, like, is. Is there anything specific that could happen to put your eyes back on it on a routine basis? Or do you, uh, are you waiting for some sort of captivating plot line? Because I feel like they've had, like, Roman Reigns, like... There, I'm into been the good, Roman Reigns thing, yes. There, yes, there's been good good stories and, and good talent and, and good storytelling uh, on WWE that you and I just haven't made the time for. Yeah. So, you know, what what could sway us back? But it's like, but yeah, the Roman Reigns thing, because yeah, we're I, I love the Roman Reigns uh, storyline. I've I've been a fan of it for a while, but you know, uh, Kevin Owens and Elias and Ezekiel and stuff's not necessarily you know sort of doing it for me. Or uh, the Mysterios versus the Judgment Day and all this, and like, there's what's Madcap Moss up to? Is he still fighting with Sheamus? Like, who knows? Like, there's. For one good thing, there's a bunch of stuff that's skippable. Oh, Dolph Ziggler's attacking Austin Theory. Did you know this? Ah, that's doing anything for you. The, we're the every couple of years Ziggler push. I can't wait for that impassioned, <laughs> I'm being held back, promo uh, backstage. <sighs> and then it'll you've got, a, you've got it'll, it'll take a big splash, I think, to like get me looking over. Oh, really? Right. Okay. And then sustained goodness from there. And you've got like, I, in no respect to this per person, I think he's he's very talented. Um, no disrespect. And I like his, yeah, that too. You, you said, um, hey. <laughs> uh, but like Austin Theory seemed like a big Vince guy, right? Like that seemed like Vince was the guy strapping the rocket to Austin Theory. So, like, do they, do people like that get sustained pushes? Oh, sorry. That's, I, wait, no, he lost a name, didn't he? Isn't he just Theory it's now? It's just Theory now. <laughs> okay, yeah. sorry. No, In it's okay, Paris. Everyone's getting their name. names back. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> getting their names back. That's actually one of the few references they made from what I saw from Raw tonight. I've watched the first probably two hours um, and then followed along with the third hour as we were recording. Uh, that's one of the few references they made is Roman Reigns uh, said, your daddy's gone. Daddy's mm. not here anymore. Nice. And then uh, the crowd chanted, who's your daddy? I guess Madison Square Garden, <laughs> right? Uh, they celebrated 20 years of Rey Mysterio. Uh, some people thought, oh, maybe this is a Dominic turn coming up. Uh, no, nah, they just celebrated. And then there was a bit of a bit of a fight with the Judgment Day and a match. Okay, yeah, great. Is cool. Dominic a draw? Is anyone watching? No, I don't, I don't like for Dominic. Dominic. I, he seems like a... They, everybody seems like nice people. Well, not everybody, but <laughs> uh, I wish no ill of Dominic nice Mysterio, but I've never. Yeah, he seems like a nice young man, but uh, no, I'm I, I'm not a Dominic Mysterio guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I just wonder now, like, what the future holds for uh, people who Vince had their back, and you know, Braun, Braun, not Braun Strowman, Jesus, Brock Lesnar. You know, kind of asked the question, right? Like, what now? This is not the company I have agreed to be a part of this whole time anymore, theoretically. Yeah. Um, I liked the company that put me over everybody else, yeah. and I could stroll in every seven or eight months and make a couple million bucks and then fuck off to my uh, ranch in Saskatchewan. That's the company I love. Yes, precisely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I wonder, and then I wonder what the future holds for, you know, people who maybe were getting held back or, or you know, Hunter's guys, you know, from... NXT, you know, to, to, to Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. And, yeah. Like all these guys get 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 uh, get a little nudge in the right direction. But It's an yeah. exciting time. It's an exciting time. It's an interesting time. time. Yep. Change. It's all really wanted is change. And even if it's not as good, you know, to start, it's, it's better than what we've been uh, being fed for the last little bit. So uh, let's shift gears and talk about AEW uh, for a second. I don't know where we where we last left off, but I know some of your dreams have come true since the last time we talked. 
Yes, I was in... Uh, that was one of the things. So Forbidden Door happened while I was in New York. And then the night of the pay-per-view, uh, I'm in bed next to the girlfriend, and I'm kind of watching on my phone. She's like, what? I'm like, well, I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but I'm hoping that one of my favorite wrestlers is going to debut and be uh, Brian Danielson's uh, his, his buddy. is his hired gun. And she's like, I don't know what any of that means, but yeah, okay, just keep it down. <laughs> for I'm it. like, yeah, sure, no problem. <laughs> and then I'm watching, watching, and then fucking easy. Cesaro! Claudio Castagnoli. Ah, I could have woke her up. I marked out so hard. I was so excited. Uh, <laughs> and he's been he's been doing just swell since back. Yeah. He's now the Ring of Honor champion. Defeated yes. Jonathan Gresham, who apparently cussed out Tony Khan backstage, and he wants his ROH AEW release. Oh, really? Yep. Apparently, um, because he lost the title, or he lost the title because he because of this ah, who situation. Know, who knows? I don't know. I'm sure more details will come out, but he's not happy with things. And, uh, oh, okay, you know, I don't know the particulars, so maybe he's got a legitimate gripe. I don't know. All I know is that Cesaro, or Claudio Castagnoli is going to take some getting used to. Uh, mm-hmm. Claudio is Ring of Honor champion. He's in the Blackpool Combat Club, and I'm just I'm just so happy. I'm so happy. I, uh, now, I don't make the rules of wrestling, but I, I've been curious about this. Now, the finish of the, um, what, what do they call it? Blood and Guts. Yes. Match. Yeah, on the Happen- top of the cage. On the yep. top of the cage. Is that is that a legitimate practice? <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, like war games, war games had to be like had to be inside, and it's not purely a control C control V of war games. Um, right. But no, I think they can because well, obviously was it not happened. the last blood and guts the finish like. They surrendered. It's like Sammy was outside the ring or something, and like surrendered so that Jericho wouldn't get thrown off the top, and then he was just mm. big fat thrown off the top anyway. Right. Okay. Right. That's, yeah, that's but that's right. like that's, that's a, that, Yeah, yeah, but that's not a. That's like a throwing in the towel kind of situation. Okay. Do you I need him to be standing in the ring in order to do that? Because I think he was out. No, I don't. So that's fine. That's what I'm saying. That that I can excuse, but the fall happening on the top of yeah. top of the cage. I I didn't anyway. Could it have been in so, the parking lot? Is this a false <laughs> count anywhere situation? Good question. And why even bother with the cages? Uh, <laughs> let's follow the through line for Jericho and Eddie Kingston as well. Uh, then traded some barbs uh, metaphorically back and forth for a couple of weeks. And then literally traded barbs uh, last week with their barbed wire everywhere yes. match, which uh, was a uh, bit of a bit of a cluster. Schmaz. Cluster of a finish there. Yeah, yeah. Kingston kind of a cluster of a match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's too bad. It's that seems to be that's that's it. They're done. And oh, it's pain yeah. maker Jericho. It's like yeah, we don't really like the pain maker. So. <laughs> and also like, is this supposed to be like, like Demon Finn Balor, where it has some yeah some sneaky extra, powers behind it? Yeah, extra powers. Um. What else we got going on? AEW Wardlow finally uh, TNT champ. Yep, running through it. fools. You okay. hate it? Well, it's not that I hate it. I find ever since he's won, he's cooled off entirely. the The pop is not there what it used to be, and this is exactly why I've argued in the past that the TNT Championship was the wrong path for him because I feel like everyone now feels just like, oh, okay, fine. He's he's crossed a bridge. He's now a champion. He's just going to smash everybody who comes in his way, and uh, big deal. Now, he's been doing some smashing. Who is somebody that they would put up against Wardlow for the TNT title that would make you go, ooh, okay, I'm actually into this, though? MJF? Can that happen? Oh! <laughs> oh! But, like, MJF himself seems to be too big for the TNT title, which is, that's a weird title it it feels weird right Dude, now when okay. it was when okay. it was going with sammy and then scorpio and then wardlow that's it, it's felt weird yes and and now okay like there's too many titles <laughs> in because now you've got all the okay so you've got okay let's run run it down real quick you've got I, mean, I don't know if we have the time on the, the men yeah, exactly the men's main title you've got the tnt championship and then you have this all atlantic whatever it's called yeah, the non-six-man trio yeah, title. Yeah, right. We'll do which, another which singles one. Holds, um, my favorite part is so that it represented all the Atlantic countries, right? Including my favorite Atlantic country, Czech notes, 
Japan. Okay. Yep. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, you, can't, you can't tell me <laughs> that some of the Atlantic water isn't swooshing through underneath South America and getting into the Pacific. Maybe around, like, no. Well, yeah, cause, but then it goes through other oceans. Yeah, on its but way. it's still. So then it becomes. Now it's Indian Ocean water. By I'm, the just, time it gets I'm just. I'm just. I'm just saying. You take a. You, you, you take a cup of water from the uh, from the yeah. Pacific, and yeah. you know, outside on the beaches of Japan, the southern yeah. beaches of Japan. Yeah. You run a cup of water through. You take it to a lab. You test right. it. You're gonna find a little Atlantic in there. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> now that we've no no don't no, anyway agree with me, and then we can move ocean on. Water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then okay, so then you've got so that's all the men's titles, and then you've got the ROH titles. Uh, sir, 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 sir. Uh, you are mistaken. That is not. Oh, all I'm of sorry. The, men's the FTW title. Thank is that what you. You're drop? Okay. Yes. Uh, okay. Late '90s Taz so, ECW fan. Yes. So now that was defended. Like I don't really get the like. It, it seems to me like it's like a vanity title, right? In in essence. But then it gets actively defended sometimes. You, you just don't get it, man. You're not an Obviously FTW not. title guy. You just don't get it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I believe there's been, what, two, three people that have held the FTW title in, in AEW? And, uh, yeah. Okay. And then hook. you've got the ROH titles. And I don't know if there's, is there a mid-card ROH title? Probably. Yeah. The Well, the mid-card. Uh, the pure Sorry, championship. Yes. Okay. So. so you've got that. You've got the men's title. Which now seem like just secondary AEW titles. Oh, and there's also the TV title, the ROH television title. Right. Yep. Oh, God. I wish I was done. And then you've got like women's titles. You've got the main women's title. You've got the TBS championship. Then you've got the ROH women's championship. You've got tag belts galore. Luckily, the majority of those are on the best tag team in the world right now. And so we don't really have to worry about that because the majority of them are on two people. Uh, so that's fine. But like, I, it's just exhausting. And it makes everything seem lesser than. <laughs> well... Like, the thing that's very frustrating about it is you have all these titles and none of them belong to Christian. What's going on? The the ass boys aren't... Like, if they'd brought in trios championships, like the gun club could I could've... thought for sure when they were hyping all a new title... That's why the All-Atlantic title is always very funny to me. Because I thought for sure that's what that was going to be. And you've got some great trios teams already. You can have yeah. Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. you get the House of Black. Uh, you know, and... No, we're doing another singles. And, and you, all the you had Jurassic gimmicks. Express too until yeah. uh, until Christian started uh, you know hating everyone with dead parents. He is a um, reprehensible, <laughs> and it's great. Now, so not, but now Luchasaurus is is good again. No, I, I don't buy I don't buy that shit for a second. I think no, this is it's a, a fake ruse? out. I think it's one hundred percent a ruse. And then because you gotta do Jungle Boy has to get through somebody to get to Christian. You can't just give Jungle Boy a match with Christian. And I think the the little pretendy I'm on your side. And then I think Luchasaurus is gonna just demolish him. And then uh, I say that's going for what's the September one? Is it Full Gear? Uh, all in, all in, all, all in is the, I think it's all all in yeah, is the September day, one. Weekend, yeah. I think you go all in, uh, Jungle Boy versus Christian Cage, and then this week you could have Luchasaurus muck him up, put him on the shelf for another two, and then you have a big. Uh, I got to beat this guy to get to this guy, which AEW does a lot. Yes, but they also don't have you know premium live events every month, so you got to have like they some. They do kind it pretty of, well. For, yeah, for yeah, the most they part, do so. it really well. You got to have those sub those sub boss battles, uh, which yeah. Luchasaurus would be. But I think if there's a August, I don't know what you want to call their fancy dynamites, whatever they'll be doing in August. But you put Luchasaurus versus Fighter Jungle Fest. Boy. Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Luchasaurus Winter Jungle Boy. Yeah, in the summer. Well, we're not wrong. Eventually, it is coming. It is coming. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Show me the lie. Show it to me. But uh, no, I'd love to see uh, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. I feel like they have to go that route. And then uh, then we get Jungle Boy Christian at uh, at All In, which, yeah, sure, that's a great, uh, that's like a year-long build and stuff to that, which is oh, it's just so nice to see Christian just kicking ass in wrestling right now. What a bastard. And, like, I'm going to throw another twist in there, like hologram Luke Perry. Standing on stage like a force ghost. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
you know what? I'm kind of into that. <laughs> it's never it's been bad. done before. That's not bad. It's not no. bad at all. But then um, Kane comes out and has sex with him. It's very awkward. The AEW women's division is just a real uh, bit of a schmoz right now, too. It yeah. seems like, you know, I love I love me some Jade Cargill, but you've paired up Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa, so Thunderstorm's doing its thing. Uh, Britt Baker's always just kind of hovering around. Uh, Athena came in and is, you know, kind of stepped in front of Chris Statlander, but now neither of them have what they had before. Like Everyone's just kind of twirling there. towards, yeah, they're just twirling. And yet right they now. have three women's titles to work with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 who is even the women's champion right now? Thunder Rosa. Is she still? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking like maybe and she then, didn't have that now that she was in a tag team. But Nope. Yep. She does. Yeah. There's a lot Jade, of... Jade. Give Jade all the belts. <laughs> yeah. I'm She's telling great. you. Uh, it's a lot easier when there's only one person holding all the belts, like the tag belts. Um... <laughs> Now, yeah, like I, it's it's funny though because like for the first, however much time of AEW, we criticized the lack of depth in the women's division, and now they have a significant uh, amount of depth in the women's division, but don't maybe don't know what to do with it. It's it's kind of hard hard to say, hard to tell, and it definitely feels like the women's matches for the most part, and albeit you know that we've had some good matches with Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and uh but the the women's matches are certainly at that kind of like secondary level right now which is a bit of a shame to say but that's how it feels on how they're building their shows so and then like yeah Chris Statlander I don't know she was with best friends and maybe she still is but not really and doing her own thing and then you've got the baddies I don't know what's going on there yeah, and, yeah. ah yeah Anything Jade, I'm super into. I think I think she's just she's just the best. Uh, speaking of best friends, as much as I adored uh, "Where Is My Mind" by the Pixies for Orange Cassidy, mm -hmm. uh, man, is it great having him come out to Jefferson Starship, Jane? You just picture the beginning of I, every American time. Summer. Yeah. Yeah. I need <laughs> That's all on I the Titantron or whatever. I need him on the screen sitting around a campfire uh, yeah. with the best friends. Like why they didn't just shoot that? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Get him around a campfire. It'd be great. Uh, yeah, no, that, that, song's, that song's fantastic. It's the second best theme song in AEW right now. I'm sorry. I love Tarzan Boy for, uh, for Jungle Boy. It's too good. It is funny, though. Like, it doesn't, like, it doesn't hit in the same way. And, oh, be aware as my mind doesn't really either. And maybe that's kind of part of a character choice. But, like, I don't know. I like an entrance music that has a little bit of a, an oomph at the beginning. Yeah, it's a little bit of a piano intro. That you know? piano intro. It's like a goal song. Down, right? You know? Yeah. I've already yeah, because the Canucks goal song is is Don't You Forget About Me presently. Oh, yeah. the, if you just need to you need to push that needle drop a little further. Yep. So that it, as soon as it as soon as it hits, it's right at the good part. <laughs> uh John Moxley won the vacant AEW well not vacant, the interim AEW championship. He is on a collision course at some point in the future with current actual uh, AEW champion. How do you feel about this? CM Punk. Uh, I don't like it at all. Uh, this, this like interim. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't like it at all. Like, what's the what's the fucking point of this? Yeah, he. Speaking won the of too many belts. Now there's he like got, there was two yeah, that, TNT oh, belts got, for a while. Oh, now there's yeah, two and, AEW heavyweight belts. Like, oh, I can't wait for the interim All Atlantic champion. <laughs> Ethan Page. Let's go. Let's do this. Now it needs to be someone Japanese. CM Punk apparently uh, was at Comic-Con over the weekend and uh, was seen very uh, much laboring with his foot, wearing a walking boot. And apparently in some reports saying that like, he had to like ice his foot like in between uh, like appearances and in between events and stuff. Hmm. Uh, and he has said that it's been super frustrating and really shitty and that his doctors say that it's healing. So he's going to believe that it's healing. But uh does not sound like this is a guy that's getting close to a return at any time soon. So maybe, yeah, winter is coming. Punk uh, Moxley. Sure. I, I will say, speaking of the Comic-Con uh, things, 
I, uh, some random piece of AEW that I'm really enjoying right now is Brody King showing up everywhere and powerbombing, uh, uh Darby Allen through tables. Yes. <laughs> At, like meet Me and greet too. <laughs> At a random zoomies in Spokane or wherever it was. He just, yeah. Brody King shows up and powerbombs him through a table. Like it's great. That's the fun stuff. Come on. That's, that's, that's what I'm here for. Oh, and they spit the mist in, uh, Miro's eye. So Miro could possibly be doing a. A dark turn or something. God, how's the black man? They're they're working their way in. Doing Just good. A A plus uh, guy that they do nothing with that everyone wanted them to do everything with. But remember when Punk showed up to c- crash the WWE panel at Comic Con with the belt and shit? Yeah, and like shit talk Triple H. Good times. <sighs> good times, man. Anything else AEW that you wanted to get into? Ah, uh, probably, but it's. Vacated my mind at this point. All right, cool. Let's shut her down then. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, that'll be that. That closes the book on another episode of NEW Wrestle Nation. You can follow us on Twitter at NEW WrestlePod and be sure to also follow the Nation Extreme Wrestling account at NEW Wrestling Inc. Subscribe to this show on iTunes and Spotify. If you're on iTunes, leave a rating, leave a review. Helps with our metrics. Uh, yeah, this is our. Vince McMahon is retired episode. Yeah. Imagine if he comes back in like two months. Ugh. <laughs> I don't I don't know if they'll be able to get away with that, but yeah, so I don't foresee that happening. Well the stories are only gonna get worse, and eventually yes, someone's exactly. gonna uncover I feel like the there's sno- more someone, onions yeah, here. Someone's gonna uncover the snooker thing at some point. Someone's <laughs> gonna be watching Dark Side of the Ring and go, wait a minute, this fucking guy? You telling me he knew they were all using steroids that whole time? Jeez. And he gave them to him? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> All right, that's all for this week. Uh, I'm Jordan Bowman uh, for the architect Mike Paris. Mr. As always, we'll see you next time on Wrestle Nation.